Hello and welcome to a special NTE Series Dry Season Cup episode. I am not joined by Mitch this week. Um, I am joined by season uh, Series Coordinator and I guess owner of NTE Series. Jake, welcome to the show, mate. Hello, thanks for having me. Don't um, sort of don't have the fill-in beard as uh, what Mitch does, but I'll, I'll do my best to see how we go. Uh, that's all right. Um, so this is a real... NTE, NTE series special because we've got you co-hosting um, after we just come off a round at Canada. Yeah, something like that. We'll give it a go. But um, yeah, looking forward to having a chat to a few people tonight and getting their perspective on how the series has been going so far. Do you want to let everyone know who we're going to be having a chat to? Sure. Um, so we'll start off with uh, Jay Kennedy, who's our back-end um, broadcaster. He's the the man behind the brain when it comes to SimSpeed and, and our live stream coverages um, that we run on Facebook and YouTube. Um, and then we're going to follow that up with Dan Leet, who's one of our commentators. So his voice will be quite familiar to some of those that are, <laughs> uh, are watchers of the stream. Um, and then we'll, we'll wrap up with uh, one of our, our winners from Sunday night and a first-time winner with the NTE series, Chris Mitchell. Mate, this is going to be a packed show. If it's going to be always like this, you can come on every week. But let's kick <laughs> it off. Let, let's let's get him on. Let's um, get to Jay. So we're joined by Jay from SimSpeed. Thank you very much for joining the show. Um, I'm really keen to find out what, you know, behind the scenes of SimSpeed, that's an amazing thing. How What, what effort goes into running the live streams? Um, there's a fair bit that goes on while... The, the stream's going, but there's also a fair bit of prep beforehand as well. But the, the main thing is making sure you're understanding the stories of the race and understanding, um, you know, what's going on, what could happen, and in the same breath also watching for, for incidents that are potentially going to happen or have happened and, and then trying to dissect what's important to show and what's not important. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a fair bit going on, and you're trying to, to help tell the story of the race and give the commentators good direction on, on what story um, makes sense to, to sort of tell. Yeah. So how, how many sh- screens do you have going to watch all of this? Uh, six at the moment. Um, so you see, I'm running six screens at the moment. So uh, <laughs> laptop with live timing, um, my main PC for all the graphics and discord and all that sort of stuff, um, to run the stream from. And then I've got a second PC, which runs, um, the zoom feed and, uh, I re- another iRacing window as well. So a fair bit going on literally uh, how long have you been yeah how long have you been doing simspeed uh simspeed started as v online almost 11 years ago so it's been going a fair while we're the longest running longest continuous running iRacing broadcaster out there in the entire world well done congratulations that's a really good effort yeah it's pretty pretty cool thing to to have that we're we're still going um, we've had others that started just before us, but then they gave up uh, not very long in. So there was um, uh, Glacier TV, which uh, folded about eight eight or so years ago, which then RaceSpot developed from. Um, Global mm-hmm. Sim Racing Channel started about nine and a half years ago, but yeah, we're uh, coming up to 11 years in November. Yeah. How have you found the, um, the NTE Series Dry Season Cup? It's been amazing. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a really fun um, series to be a part of. So I've been a part of all sorts of series from all different things all around the world. And it's 
It's really good quality racing. Um, and the guys that aren't as quick as the, the top front guys still have some great battles. And often they're the most enjoyable battles to watch. The guys that aren't going to be P1, P2, they're not necessarily the fun stories to watch. The guys that are P10, mm. P15, P20 that ended up in six, seven car battle packs, they're the fun ones to watch. And they're the ones that I really enjoy watching and focusing on because they're the entertaining battles. Um, Do not watch Car really 39. All right. yeah, you can watch Car 39 if you're watching 15 and beyond. Hey, Michael. I thought that was more 29 <laughs> yeah. and 35, wasn't it? No, um, but yeah, no, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a very, very fun series and um, looking forward to, to wrapping this season up in a, in a few weeks because it's been really, really fun. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it so far. I mean, we've only two rounds in and it's been thoroughly entertaining and thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I really enjoy rewatching those live streams. So the effort and everything that you do, it's, a, it's fantastic because it is really easy to watch because it is like a good production. I found myself now watching other because it's obviously it gets recommended in my YouTube. So any other live streams you put up, they pop up. So I'm like, yeah, stuff it. Let's watch it. I'll just like find it's really good to watch the yeah, which, quality. Which try, yeah. try and make sure the quality is pretty good. I mean, I've had a lot of help within iRacing themselves on on getting the production standards right up there. So um, knowing what to do, how to show certain things in certain ways to enhance the product also helps as well. So just little tweaks and settings and all those sort of things, working them out over time. It's not something that someone can go and pick up and go, hey, we'll just go straight in and broadcast. You need a lot of time to sort of to work these out and a lot of testing and things like that as well. Like I'll run AI sessions nearly every second day just to test out different settings. I saw, um, you know, when we caught up, uh, it was probably a couple of weeks ago, just before the, the series started, you were in Sandown and a new track and, and setting up new camera angles. So that's something yep. that you guys go and do and create all those camera angles that we get to see through our broadcast. Yeah. So um, a lot of the camera packs we use either been custom built or paid for or um, just developed over time. So the Montreal camera pack, I think, have started seven years ago when Montreal or eight years ago when Montreal first came out. And each year I'll go and, you know, just jump in a replay and add a couple of camera angles and change a few things. And I'm always evolving all my camera packs. And a lot of my camera packs actually have up available for um, people to borrow and use off Discord as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's... um, there's lots of work that goes in. You can't just jump in a session and go, hey, I'm going to broadcast. There's lots that you got to do to prepare and, mm. and set up yeah. and, and get things ready for. Because I found I even like your replays of finding the incidents is like spot on. It's uh, like you don't miss it. It's boom, straight up. You got that quick replay <laughs> go in and it's like, yeah. There, there's a, a little bit of um, guesswork that goes on to get the replays, but... I mean, when you've been doing it for so long, you can sort of anticipate what's happened and how far to go back to find the actual replay. So a lot of the replays that come up on uh, on the stream, I haven't seen what's happened and see it for the first time as the commentator see it. So um, a lot of the time it's, it's, it's a little bit of luck to find the incident. Sometimes we do completely miss it, but most of the time we've got it down to, to a decent fine art now. So, yeah. That's right. Even supercars miss whole races sometimes, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> It's it's actually no. nowhere near as easy as you think to find a replay, and then even you know guessing whether it's important enough to show as well is another thing too. So that, mm. that's a lot of guesswork as well. You're like, oh, something's happened to X person. Do you do you show it 
is it important to the story of the race or, you know, if there's yeah. not much else happening in the race, well, then you go, go and show it or, you know, oh, hang on, there's a six-car battle here, but the second-place cars just crash. Which one's more important to watch right now? Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of those sort of thinking and ideas that you've got to try and work out what's important to show. Yeah. Or you flip to a, an incident and a car's just dropped a couple of wheels off on the grass and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, and it, well, that, was, <laughs> that wasn't really worth it. Oops, oh, well. <laughs> and um, I suppose, obviously, I, I know it from, from our chats and whatnot, but um, do you want to give people a bit of an insight onto on the night, the, the comms that you've got with the commentators and how you guys are building a bit of a relationship there? Yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in about an hour before and we'll, we'll have a pretty pretty cool casual chat around what what our ideas are going to be for the night and what stories we want to tell either before the race or during the race, um, work out what's what we think might be important, corners that could be important, and then from there we sort of nut out an idea on what is important to show during the race. So, for example, Montreal, one of the things that we thought was really important to focus on was pit entry um, because we almost always see an incident at pit entry. So, Whenever someone was trying to come into the pits when they were in a pack, we wanted to show that live or try and show a replay if it was pretty tight and things like that. So that was one thing we, we sort of just talked about. We'll probably, uh, Barcelona turn one will probably be the, the key point or turn four at Repsol. Um, those two are the, probably the key um, key points. So we'll, we'll probably look at that a fair bit. I mean, the draft is pretty strong at Barcelona. I love um, the layout we're doing for that too. So you know, to running the historic layout, not the F1 layout, because uh, F1 layout's a little bit boring in uh, cars without heaps of downforce. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we like a challenge in the NT series, so we'll throw anything at it. Yet you still um, won't do the Norschleifer. I mean, petitioning <laughs> him to put that on the track. Like, put it on the calendar. <laughs> I've got a camera pack for it now, so I'm okay if you put it in. If I didn't have a camera pack, I'd say, no, please don't, because I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't want to make one. But no, I've got, got camera packs. So that, that's uh, that's been difficult to do over time. 20 but, minute yeah. race is going to be a yeah, fine, yeah. like a three lap <laughs> yeah, race. Three lap race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you, you on the night, you've got obviously direct comms to the, the commentators. So you sit yeah. in their ear and, and tell them, you know, what's coming up and replays. And But you're also at the yeah, same I'm, time listening to them to know what to sort yeah, of change. So I'm, I'm off more following what they're going off. So if they've seen something out on track that I may have missed, I'll follow them. But um, I, I try not to get in the commentator's ears too much. I think some commentators get really distracted from that. Others love it. So, for example, um, Reese Gardner, I'll be in his ear a lot more than other people because Reese feeds off that. Although in saying that, Reese also has been doing it for nine years and has been around mm. from the time before we had production feeds and, and live feeds and things like that. So um, back when we first did it before having a live feed on knowing what was going on, we were literally going blind and, and working off iRacing and just trying to listen to what the producer was telling us we were showing. So, um, so the going from that to now having a, a live feed that they can literally see what's happening at that exact moment, it's really, really different, but really cool to, to do and it, it enhance the product so much. So the commentator's just watching pretty much the feed that's going out or do they have access to anything else? What most do for for most of our broadcasts, they'll be within iRacing. So they'll have one eye on iRacing live. They'll have one eye on the live feed, but they'll also have live timing as well. So yeah. having the three combined, um, pretty much paints a, a really strong picture on what's going on. So um, having everything available at the same time is, is really, really cool. Mm. Ah, well, like 
yeah, thank you so much for doing the E series, the NTE series. It's um, I've loved it. The the product, like I said, the video, the streams are great. I really love it. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting to learn a bit more behind the scenes of it because yeah, it's just someone that just gets in on a Sunday night and drives around at the back of the field, but you know, has a tries to have a crack. But it's really cool to be able to watch back and every now and then you're like, there I am, I'm on the internet. <laughs> I think you're it's, making it's fame with the dirty mo. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? That's that's how I get on the camera more. Just <laughs> hey, a bit more personality. Feed. If you sign up on the Zoom feed, you're always going to get more TV time because people love seeing people, real people out there on track. So yeah, yeah. we found yeah. that the more Zoom feeds we have, the the more coverage people get. So jump on yeah. Zoom if you if you want to get uh, get your head on tally in more ways than one. We'll um we'll get you on if you're on the Zoom yep. feed. No, there you go. I definitely do. I have it. I've got the VR, the Mo hanging out. I do that. Signage. <laughs> yeah, I know. Signage, yeah. yeah. No, well, thank you very much, Jay, for joining us. Um, yeah, no problem. That's fantastic. It was really cool insight. Um, and yeah, best of luck running it for the rest of the, what have we got? Three more rounds to go? Yep. And yep. yeah, hopefully in the future we'll um, keep coming back and we might have a chat again. Sounds good, boys. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks, Jay. Cheesy. Thanks, mate. All right. We are joined by Dan Leet from the commentary team for the NTE series. Dan, welcome very much to the show. Yeah, g'day, mate. Great to, to be here, finally. Yeah, well, it's nice to hear your voice on our podcast after we've been watching it, <laughs> listening to it so much on the live stream. So, um, yeah, well, you've been a really great addition to the show, uh, the our series. So thank you very much for joining it. No, look, it's a, it's a fantastic series. And, I mean, fortunate enough to come on for NTE series last season for the Shannons one. Uh Jake decided to, to bring me back. I don't know what he was thinking on that one, but uh, no, look, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think seeing what we've seen so far going from TCR and supercars last season to what we're in now with the Porsches in the, the dry series is, is really good. So how are you finding the new dry season? Do you, you is it like, cause I, as someone that raced in the, I've done all the NTC series to jump into the Porsches. I'm loving the Porsches. Um, look, I, I, they look so good. They're a bit nicer to drive. <laughs> yeah. Look, personally, I'm a GT guy at heart. Um, have been for mm-hmm. years. Doesn't matter if it's GD3, GTE, uh, the old GT1, GT2 stuff that iRacing had. Um, but I like anything. It's it's a challenge. And I think the Porsche in, in what they've done, if, if you guys have driven the old 991 Porsche, um, the 992 is certainly a, a step ahead. And, and for anyone that looks to... To progress in iRacing anyway, it's sort of the next big step to then go into the GT3 and work your way up from there. Mm, I think with the 911, yeah. you find yourself being more of a passenger than a driver, I think. You do. And, <laughs> and I mean, a few, oh God, this began back a few years just to show how long I've been on the series. I remember doing some stuff with Jackson Evans, who, for anyone who knows him in the real life, did um, the Australian Porsche Cup stuff. He went, he's overseas at the moment doing. Um, the Porsches out there and and looking at how they drove those cars. I remember having a look at one of the setups that he had at Phillip Island. I was like, how do you drive this thing? There's no rear wing in it. The brakes are all the way at the back. And he was lightning quick around there. So it, it takes a, t- a, a very special sort of driver to be able to get the most out of them. Hmm. Yeah, that's um, crazy. The interesting thing you're saying about the brakes all the way back. You know, I was talking to um, Jack Wittes the other night on the pod. And he was like, yeah, yeah, bias all the way to the back. And I try and drive it like that. I'm like, man, I don't know how you pull that thing up. Yeah. But I guess the fast guys just do it different. 
They certainly do. It, it, it's a unique car. And, and I mean, I was having to listen to the podcast today at work just to, to catch up on how things are going and that. And, um, you know, we saw Jack last season um, in the Shannon series be very adapted jumping from the TCR and the supercars. And we made mention of this, um, Hayden and I, over the course of the broadcast. You know, we've gone front engine, rear wheel drive in the, in the supercar. We've gone front, front in the TCR. And now we're rear, rear in the Porsche. So the adaptability of the guys between it is, is phenomenal. Is, is he your pick for the series or who do you reckon um, will probably take out the championship? Look, on paper. Or like, do you have a top three contenders? Um, look, it's tough. Like it, on the pace, you can't take anything away from Jack. Very, very quick. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was given a really good run for his money um, at Brands Hatch. Um, I find the driver's name there. Johnny. Uh, Johnny, that's the one. Um, yeah. He was really, really quick. And I'm, I'm sure he had other stuff come up. I would have loved to have seen him at, at uh, Montreal, but potentially we'll see him out at Brands Hatch. But, um, you know, Jack's been very, very fast. He had a few little issues in, in race one at Montreal, getting tangled up and, and finding his way into the wall. But um, I think the other guys you've got to keep an eye on are the three from the Cool Drive team. You know, Maverick Benz taking it to mm. Golden Point rounds, Um in the first Still two races. And he drives door to door. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then sort of, I guess you call him the elder statesman of the series. You've got Guy Leach and Paul Mansell banging on the top three at the moment as well. I mean, those guys are quick in everything. Mm. Yeah. And and they've yeah. won championships before with NTE series. So they, they know how to be consistent and, and clean and pick up the points that they need mm. to build a championship. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... And it's interesting. I mean, obviously, we've switched over the formats now, so it's it's five rounds, two races uh, on a race weekend. Um, but looking at the the points and how that sort of unfold, you, you don't necessarily need to, to win every race to, to take out the title. If we look at what Maverick's done, race one, uh, round one, it was the second and the sixth. Um, Montreal, second and the seventh. It's consistency. And then you throw in those yeah. extra 10 points. Like If we get rid of the 10 points... He's two points out on the championship at the moment, and he hasn't won a race. Yeah. We've got um, yeah. Jack, who's had had two wins, but he's had a fourth and a nineteenth, and that nineteenth really did hurt him as far as the points go. So, it's a consistency game. You pick up those extra points with the uh, the clean rounds, and as a result, you know we've got Maverick up front now. Yeah, I'm finding so much with the having that one pit stop over those two races really makes it very interesting to go. Are you going to sacrifice trying to? get one good result in one race and go, I'm just going to burn out in the next one? Or do you, how do you balance it to try and get the best overall points? Yeah, it's, it's a really tricky one. Hey, I think for, for the guys that have, have been up the front, I mean, and we'll probably see this for the remainder of the series, the smart money is race one, run it out all the way, come in and take the, the pit stops in the second one. That being said, if you're sort of like 10th back, um, you're probably going to throw the, the strategy out the, out the window and go, hey, let's just get it in, knock it over, and then we're up the front. And we've seen that from a few guys so far. Um, you know, I think uh, John Bradshaw, he took his stops, uh, race one, finished 12th, got it home in second in race two. So, mm. um, And it was pretty close from memory with that the first and second there. I think Jack only got him under the, the last couple of corners. Oh, otherwise, it was yeah, into the, we, we watched it. It was into the final chicane. Yeah. He just sat one down the inside, got it pulled up nicely. And, and I mean, for anyone, like you guys drove Montreal, it's it's not the easiest place to get through that final chicane section. Mm. You've got the curbs are oh, yeah. massive. You've got the wall just on the outside. And you've got slowdown penalties 
awaiting you on either side of it if you get it wrong. So yeah, yeah. it's um, yeah, it's a tricky one. And you I put the added pressure being the last lap and a guy throwing it up the inside. You're like, how do you do it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think you got you got to give hats off to John. I think he's he definitely played the smarter move there and went. You know, it's it's not worth having an incident on the final corner, of the final lap. You know, take the second place and 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 take the points. I think yeah, you got to give him hats off for sort of you know thinking of that on the fly. Yeah, and I mean, if we look at even the top ten at the moment, there's only, I mean, it's two hundred points in it. It's one hundred and fifty points per race. So mm. a couple of these guys have a, have a shocker. You can claw your way up the front. Yeah. Yep. And uh, what's what's your favourite track of the five rounds that we we're going to go to? Uh, look, I like Belle Isle. Yeah. It's probably a bit of contention there with the walls and that, but I mean, who doesn't love a street circuit? Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, and that was always the plan. Season finale. Well, let's let's uh, finish up with a bang, literally. Yeah, I tried to get him to do Long Beach, but he wouldn't do it. Well, I mean, <laughs> you've also got Chicago. You could have thrown into it as well. That's yeah. a tricky one, especially sort of that middle sector of the lap where it's sort of single file up over the hump and and back in. It's it's yeah, not mm-hmm. an easy one. But I think I mean, for Belle Isle, it's a classic circuit. Anyone who's been in sim racing. You know, as, as a young tacker, has, has probably driven something at Belle Isle. Um, I mean, God, I can think of driving it in, in iRacing or IndyCar Racing 2 from Papyrus. I mean, that mm. shows just how long I've been mm. messing around with it. But it's a phenomenal yeah. circuit. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, be, um, some good racing. Mm. Something I do like to ask everyone that comes on the show, drivers, commentators or anyone, What's your sim? I can see it in the background. Um, can you tell us about your sim and how much racing you do? Uh, look, I don't do as much as I probably should. Um, it's a lot of <laughs> put together stuff. So um, the frame I've had, well, actually, I bought it from one of the guys on the iRacing market, if anyone's racing, it was John Allett, uh sim a long, long time ago. Um, I got a, a, the seats out of um, father-in-law's old dwarf car that he used to race. Um, I've had uh, a mate, Anthony Winkleman from, from Trick Sim Racing. He did the fabrication work for the seat stays and the, the plate to hold the wheel up. It's his old wheel set. Um, recently, I just got rid of the old, uh, what was an i7-2600? So old Sandy Bridge CPU that I was running for, it went to um, 8500. Like it's, it's not top of the line gear. Um, but it works well. What's your wheelbase and uh, so it's a pedals? T three hundred. Yeah, I've made a, a custom dash with a Raspberry Pi screen, and then just made my own overlays for the dash through Z one software. Um, just running triples. Yeah, triple screens for that. Uh, there's a uh, an SRS button box that I won in another series a, a long, long time ago, um, and then the pedals are a set of uh, Fanatec. Club Sport V2s, um, where yeah. we, we sort of chopped up the pedals and instead of having them laid back, we've tilted them up flat. So they're kind of that oh, okay. um, flat pedal. And um, I've got some stuff in the garage. Those pedals are just good bang for buck. Mm. Like They work well. They don't like salty yeah, Nearly weather. everyone I've talked to, no. So that's, that's <laughs> the only downside to it. Everyone's on the coast, so they don't like the salt. Mm. Mm. I definitely think we need but to that's get a pretty it. pretty cool setup. In. And put it up on the NTE series page. I think that'll be uh, good value. 
Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I've got some stuff out the back. I'm thinking of maybe converting it to uh, hydraulic brakes, so get a bit more out of it. But nice. yeah, I certainly don't drive it as much as I, I should. I think the last one was, uh, would have been, the, the last major one would have been the Daytona 24-hour um, racing official and then um, some supercars in, in another series for a little bit. I have to get you along as a wild card at, at some stage and you can uh, commentate, commentate and drive. I've done it before. I wouldn't say no. Um, yeah. We might have to look at that. It'd be <laughs> quite the snow- experience. Yeah. Well, just put the snow player on the front, mate, and I'll, I'll go for it. Yep. Well, I remember in the first series, um, some of the drivers used to get pulled into the combox mid race, like under safety car to have a quick chat. I'm like, oh, that'd be like frustrating and a bit annoying. <laughs> You'd think so. I mean, I've been on both sides of it, and um, and mm. normally you, when we get the other drivers in in some of the other ones, it's been um, during a long endurance race. You pull teammate up through the, the pit yeah. stops and whatnot, or safety car periods, and have a quick chat, but everyone gets super cagey about what they're running. And then if you're... Yeah, yeah. As a driver, if you're in there doing it and you got um, you get called up in the thing, I mean, it's too late. You're in the middle of the race. You can't change anything. So just yeah. put yeah, it on yeah. the line and, and go for it. So Yeah. Yeah. I think, so, we'll I think the one time I got pulled up, they asked... They're asking me what my plan was. I'm like, I'll just tell you straight up because <laughs> no one's actually racing me. Like, I'm not going for a win. And then, and then the other thing is... Uh, uh, it'd be few and far between, but none of your other competitors are going to be listening to the broadcast. And if they are, it's delayed. So there's a 40 second yeah, delay. Yeah. So, you know, doesn't yeah. make much difference. I think the only bloke I know that watches it while racing is probably Tyro and Anderson. <laughs> he watches it. You can hear it because he has an open mic sometimes. Oh, no. You're like, Turn off the stream, mate. <laughs> it's uh, almost just as good as the first round this year, uh, this season when we, we had his uh, race suit out and his helmet on. Like that's next level. Getting into that. Yeah. Well, well Jay even got a, a, a bit of that and cut it into the uh, the broadcast. We were watching it during qualifying. He's like, check this out, and it looked, it looked phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, good. he said he's like, the because there was no warm up, was there? There was a warm up this like, this round, but there wasn't the first one. Yeah, I think because right. he was like, I really struggled to try and get out of it before the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I, I don't think there was a warm up. I'm just looking back through the things, and it's it's a when we practice qualifying, race, race, and done and dusted. Mm. Yeah, I think, no, I think we had a two minute warm We set up that might have been me <laughs> with the That's extra right. warm up time. Yeah, makes it fun though. Right. Yeah, I think we'll definitely look to um to to do some driver or team interviews when we move to the endurance season. I think that'd be pretty cool. Cool aspect mm. to bring back. Yeah, absolutely, and it gives—I mean—it gives the viewers a bit of a chance too to get to know the guys behind the wheel as well. I mean, we hear the names, we don't really get a chance to put the face to it, and uh, unless you're one of the few that that decides they want to put the video camera up and and go on from there, but um, a lot of them—it's a name you'd, you'd hear it in passing. You might not even think about it later on. Yeah, we got we got the top tip from Jay earlier. If uh, you want TV time, you've got to run a Zoom webcam. That's the deal. That's that's what I said. I'm not going to get it from being up the front, that's for sure, but I'll get it because i got my filthy that's, mo. Well, that's it. I mean, that's kind of become the staple of the series now, hasn't it? Sure has. Yeah. Two series in. I, yeah, the I upgraded my sign this week. This I, I year. don't know how you got through it this when you, they, they, someone punted you into the wall and I think you did the loop around. That would have put me off. But Yeah. Oh, I just... 
That was at Brands Hatch, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was annoying because I was actually running fairly well for me. I was in the side, uh, was it 13th or something? I was like, that's a good solid result for me. Um, I think I put in 200 hour, uh, two hundred laps of practice around Brands Hatch. but It's commitment. Oh, well. Uh, I don't, I, I don't want to suck. <laughs> but then Canada happened and who knows, you know. It's all right. We go to Barcelona next. I don't mind that track, so well, well, we'll give that a well, crack. That. How many laps have you put in for Barcelona then? Let, let's turn it around. Let, let's put the, the interviewer as the interviewee. How, how many laps have you done around oh. Barcelona yet? About 10 so far. Um, oh. I haven't actually jumped on. I'm, my practice sessions will start from Friday, and then I'll be on every night until next Sunday. Yeah, no, I think, I think so, Barcelona is going to... I do, I, Offer up some really solid racing. I think we've seen it before in, in mm. supercars. It's a bit of two and two and three wide action. Tires will be mega critical to hold on to around that lap. Yeah, yeah. But I think Barcelona suits me a bit more. I didn't like Montreal. Like I could never get, like, you know, I just couldn't get any of the corners right properly, and it just you lost so much time. Yeah. Especially that final hairpin. If you don't nail that, you just get destroyed down that back straight. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, I think we're actually probably going to see a similar thing when we go off to Interlagos, especially through that middle sector of the lap there where it sort of sweeps back on itself. If you don't get the line right through mm-hmm. there or you wash the car out a little bit more, you're going to get someone down the inside of you and you're going to lose that spot anyway. Yeah. Oh, we'll see how it all Put goes. Put someone on the outside and pinball off them. Try Makes, makes try. the broadcast good. We'll, we'll be happy with that. <laughs> We're running the we're running the older the older layout with the uh, technical back section, so should uh, prove for some good racing, I'd say, through that back section. Yeah, definitely. It'll it'll be a quick quick layout out there for sure. Um, I think the, the tricky one will be for the guys getting through the big break zone into turn one there, because I mean mm. it's a long long straight to get through there, um, and the rise up right up the hill if. These guys start tweaking around with the brake setup. You're gonna struggle a little bit to try and find the the momentum you need. But yeah, yeah tire life is gonna be be critical. Well, okay. we'll see how it all goes. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, yeah, can't wait to watch the live stream and listen to you. And hopefully, you can. We might make it on a little bit more. I don't know if I push further up the field. Uh, it's like, but yeah. No, I think I think you'll be on there regardless, mate. Everyone wants to see where the, where the mo's getting at. That's it. I had to trim it. The missus got it. She's like, no, it has to come back a little bit. So I was trying to let it go. I was like, no, no, no. Let me do the whole season, and by the end of it, we'll get well, real well, big. What, what you could do, I mean, you got the VR hanging out. You could just get a get a broom and tape it on the bottom there, and, and just turn up there <laughs> with like the actual broom on the bottom. <laughs> I reckon the only maybe for the last hang- round. I don't. know. You should put some googly eyes on the VR headset so when you're turning, you see a bounce. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. challenge for next round. Get some googly eyes. Googly eyes. Yeah, they're hard to find the big ones. You can find the little ones, but <laughs> you need some decent-sized ones because the camera's actually pretty far away. <laughs> Stick wow. them on the camera. Anyway. There you go. Just, just hang them off the front <laughs> so they just sit outside and tee it up that way. Perfect. Uh, well, Dan, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it was great to talk to you. And, yeah, we'll um, best of luck commentating and we'll maybe speak to you a bit later. Yeah, definitely. Look, thanks a lot for having me on, guys, and uh, looking forward to, to checking out the, the, the podcast from this week. And 
hopefully going forward, we've still got three rounds to go. Um, looking forward to seeing what the drivers are going to dish up for those final three. Yep. No worries. Yeah. Thanks, Cheers. mate. We are joined by Chris Mitchell, the driver of the 82 car, sponsored by Racecraft Simulators and CM2. Chris, welcome very, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a bit of Thanks. a pleasure to join you guys for the podcast. Well, we only get the best, mate. We get the race winners, so congratulations on that. Yeah. Cheers. Was, uh, I wouldn't get on this show if I um, didn't host it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll host the Wooden Spoo show later, and Michael, you can join that one, hey? Yeah. <laughs> How'd, how'd you find the race? How'd you find Montreal? Um, to be honest, leading up to it, I was a little bit skeptical. Montreal has in the past not been too kind to me. And um, it was only a, a month or so ago, I was running a, a Formula 3 league and uh, fighting with our championship rivals and I, I got binned into the wall of champions. So I um, you know, didn't, uh, didn't exactly to have good memories of the place, but um, I put in a little bit of practice during the week before and I was uh, hoping just to jump in and have a go. And uh, my pace surprised myself with it. So um, I'm happy the fact that uh, I found a bit of pace uh, at the end of practice and kind of put myself in a decent position in qualifying. And then the race was just about surviving because that's the way these cars are. They're mm-hmm. going to bite you pretty hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, one second you're pointed the right direction, everything's good. And the next section, uh, next moment you're in the fence or you're upside down. It's really, really quick. Do you remember yes. what qualifying time you got? Um, you know what? I have iRacing open, so I can uh, pull up my results. Because I, I was surprised with, at the pace. I qualified third with a 136.08. Yeah, see, that's... I was I surprised got, at the pace when I got in. It was... Yeah, so I was just going to say, so I think you got the bonus point in the race for, for the fastest lap, so you're definitely on the pace there. Yeah, I did. I got the bonus point for the uh, fastest lap in race one, um, and that was just spent because I was just sitting behind Sam. Like <laughs> we got away from the start, and Sam got the lead, or Sam was uh, in front of me, and we were chasing Brody. <clears throat> and I was just sitting in Sam's toe, just chilling out. It's funny. I I felt less comfortable at the beginning, um, and I was feel like my car was getting better, and I was getting more consistent towards the end, and. Uh, I was, I was in Discord with Sam at the same time, and he was he was saying that it was getting worse for him. So we came at it from two opposite ends and kind of met in the middle. That's all right. What what um, iRacing do you normally do? Like, what's your go to series? What do you prefer to drive? I kind of bounce around uh, a lot, um, but my main series for a long time was Formula Three. Um, yep. But there was just too much heartache running officials all the time in F3. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just come from running the uh, the F3A series, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and now we're kind of between seasons with that, uh, doing a lot of running Formula 3, uh, a little bit of Porsche Cup, um, and then just bouncing between US Formula 2000, uh, really enjoying the Radical at the moment uh, with the new SR10, and um, just grinding out Formula Vs with Gianni because... It seems like you jump into a Formula V session in the evening, especially here in Perth, and you end up with British Formula 3 drivers, you know, uh, current Formula 2 drivers on Smurf accounts, all racing yeah. Formula V. Everyone's racing Vs for some reason. So yeah. I just jump in and enjoy it with them. Ah, oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, yes, if you're a first-time entrant to the NTE series, how are you, how are you finding the series? It's good. It's um it's run a little bit different to some of the other series that I've been part of. Um, I heard about the NTE series through Maddie Cav, um, mm-hmm. when I started commentating the uh, flat out cart series with him, um, and then I was talking to him about it uh, when I, we were over in 
Where were we? We were over in uh, Sydney and over at Heathkit um, for some top fuel action and we're talking about it. I said, oh, yeah, I'll give it a run with Gianni and have a bit of fun. And um, so, yeah, just thought I'd kind of jump in and the, the events are spaced out nicely, which is cool because it allows me to still, you know, have uh, more time between rounds and, and stuff like that. And it's Sunday afternoon, it's not too bad. So you can get in get in and have a bit of time beforehand and jump in and go racing. Well, yeah. so just just after lunch for you WA entrance, isn't it? Our our, uh, our rounds on a Sunday evening. That's uh, not not too early. It's not too early. It's four thirty. Four thirty session opens up, so kind of do the races and then have dinner and uh, tuck away for the week. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I like to ask everyone that comes on the show. You know, what's what's your rig? Can you talk us through your rig and your setup? Uh yeah. Um, it's been through a lot of evolution over the last 12 months because I've only had I've only been sim racing since like February last year and um and it started off as just a basic little racecraft rig but uh it's evolved into a full uh racecraft RKS 04 I think it's the hybrid rig with the um the angled upright arms so it allows you to get your your legs in and out a bit better um static rig triple screens I got 32 inch monitors um I'm running sim magic wheelbase uh, with the Simtrex Pedal Pro GT pedals, which are pretty advanced load cell pedals with like little damping shocks in it from RC cars. Um, yep. the, the whole nine yards, butt kicker, Simcore dash, uh, Apex Sim Racing button box, and all the fruit. So I spent way too much money on it. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I decided I needed, needed a better PC to run it. So then I went and dropped like five grand on a PC to run yeah, the bloody that thing. That happens. <laughs> you know, you I need to wild. Spend money <laughs> yeah. on a sim and it's not worth having you know like 10 grand worth of sim and then you go i'm running it off a thousand dollar computer <laughs> yeah no you got to match you got to match yeah. almost right so exactly. uh, johnny and the boys have um hooked me up really well with racecraft and um of course i use this rig to do a lot of the re- review videos and test the products that we use at racecraft simulations so anything that i i get on a video and do an unboxing and talk about how good or bad it is it usually gets run on this rig for a period of time um, I'm in a backlog of videos cause I've, I got two things, put them on the rig and I don't want to take them off. <laughs> and so I've ended up buying them and uh, now I've got to find the time to take them off, do the review, then put them back on so I can keep going. <laughs> it's always problems, isn't it? <laughs> I think, um, you know, when we talked at the start and we were having a look at some of the driver profiles that you and Gianni had, uh, stumbled across on the NT series website and, you know, we we're having a bit of laugh that, you know, you, Gianni was out there and he'd spotted his biggest challenge being Paul Mansell and you were sort of just going to clean up the pieces. But you've been uh, showing your own your own colours, I think, uh, in the first few rounds and you, you've been doing pretty well. So it sort of surprised yourself or, you know, you, you, you've been sort of, yeah, racing more and then picking up more of that experience? Yeah, um, the Porsche Cup car is really a, a misnomer for me as well. I find I'm either feeling really good with it and enjoying being smooth or I hate it and it hates me. It's <laughs> There's no in-between. Um, yeah. But the first round, you know, I jumped in, I'd done a little bit of practice, and Gianni and I had done some testing together, and we knew we were kind of fast, um, but we knew the races were going to be chaotic, and we both we both kind of got cleaned up in different incidents yeah. on the race night that stopped us from uh, doing the best we thought we could. But I did have, I did have a really hard-out battle with Paul Mansell, actually, in the first race, there was, I think I was behind him for 15 minutes and I tried to pass him 20 times and I couldn't. 
no matter what I did, he knows where to place the car. Yeah, I know. And he's, uh, even though I was faster, I felt like I was faster at least, he knew yeah. where to put the car. And uh, I wasn't going to go sending it in. extra and... wide car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he, he did a good job of it. And it was, uh, it was really cool to race with him and try and push that envelope. And I was just yeah. happy that I qualified in front of him and Mav for Montreal so I didn't have to worry <laughs> about them. And you know when you race guys like, you know, Paul and Mav and, and Guy all from that same team, you know that you can have a good battle with them and, and sort of not have to fear about having someone send it down the inside and, and take you out sort of thing. You can you can have that close racing and, and not <coughs> have that fear at the same time. Yeah, you know that they're going to be smart. Uh, it's the same as when I race Gianni. Like we race officials and Gianni's really protective of his I rating because he's spent a lot of time building it up to a level where he's <laughs> he's in that top 1% in the world. Yeah, and yeah. um, I can sit on him and I tease him all day long because he hates yeah. it and it's so much fun. <laughs> he hates it. what Gianni's I rating is? Have a guess. No. Have a guess. I don't know, man. I don't Paul's do I reckon is about 3,000. I know that I got up to... I got up to an A license in Dirt Oval and did one race after that and then lost it. Now I'm back to B. But see, I do mainly dirt. I'm, I'm a dirt oval driver in iRacing. I only do the yeah. cars with you guys. So it's very well, different. Chris, we should all do Chris Speedway. probably <laughs> us, uh, in uh, what Gianni's iRating is because it's pretty impressive. So as of last night, Gianni's at 7765. That's the last result I have with him. I'm pretty sure he's gained even more since then. That's but crazy. um, yeah, he's he's pushing to try and get to eight k, and it's just crazy. <laughs> Where's it? When like what sort of? Because I was actually having this chat with um the commentators the other week when we sort of sat down and you know sort of went through everyone and we had a bit of a chat about all the different people <laughs> involved in the series and and sort of you know we had a look at their I rating and they said oh you know Gianni's got a really high I rating how does that compare with you know some of the other drivers and obviously he's the highest in our series but. You know, we, we then started comparing it to some of the drivers that have got a pro license in iRacing, and even some of them, he's still got a higher I rating than them. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy, and that comes from he does a lot of racing. Um, yeah, and he he does he does behave very selective about what he races in. He he doesn't do anything stupid, just jumping in and sending it. Whereas I'll just jump in and send it because I, I enjoy racing and battling with people. But um, Johnny will make sure that he's fast before he yeah. jumps in and sends it so he can uh, he can qualify at the front and drive away. Yeah. There's no fun in that. <laughs> That's why I have fun chasing him and teasing him about it. Because, but he knows that I'm not going to do anything stupid, although I have murdered him a couple of times, which has cost him like one one DNF for him in a in a in any race is like a 200 I rating loss. Easy. Yeah. And and for, for most average people who are hovering around that 2K range, that's a tenth of your rating. Yeah, like it's yeah. huge. Um, I just brought up my if, I rating, twelve hundred. Oh, there where we are, twelve hundred. <laughs> just a couple of yeah, a couple of thousand. Just a few. But um, yeah. yeah, it can be huge when you when you have a big moment like that. So I can see why he's protective of it, and um, that's probably why I'm still hovering where I am. But even then, I've got a elevated I rating that's uh, greater than my ability. I believe. <laughs> It's a bit like my license, it's a higher than my ability also. So we'll just go yeah. with it. <laughs> um, we're heading to Barcelona next. How do you reckon you're going to go with that? Or are you looking forward to it? Uh, Barcelona's been a fun track for me in the past. Um, when I was younger and, and you know only raced on a controller, I did millions of laps in the, when Forza Motorsport was actually good mm. um, around Barcelona with like the LMP cars because that was all that anyone raced in online lobbies. 
and it always used to be Barcelona for some reason. So I feel like I've got a bit of a uh, few laps there and a bit of uh, knowledge of the track, but so does everyone else. So mm. uh, Gianni and I raced there in Formula 3 uh, a while ago, and we spent the last three laps of the race side by side. <laughs> so um, I'm excited, but uh, also, no, it's it's a very front-dependent track, and the Porsche is going to struggle a lot there with understeer, I think. Um, and then when you kill the front tires, you're going to start get start to get this weird understeer, then you lift off and tuck the front end in, try and get on power, and it's going to oversteer the car. Mm. So... Um, managing tires, especially when you go through the balance out the window on that compulsory pit stop, that's going to be the hard part. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And are you liking the challenge so far of having that one pit stop across the two races, sort of spicing up strategy and, you know, varying up the winners and the results for the for the rounds? Yeah, and I, I learned that if you watch the broadcast, you can learn who pitted when. So uh, yeah. next time I'm going to actually pull the broadcast up and have a look at who pitted <laughs> so I know who I'm racing. Um <laughs> But uh, lately, I've just been treating it as kind of the tool to use if you have a big one. Um, yeah. So I won't specifically try to use it in the first race. I'll try and get the first race done clean. Um, that way, if I use it in the first race and I get binned in race two, then I'm on the back foot. Yeah. But if I can get through race one clean and then I get binned in race two, then I'm affected less, I guess. Yeah. And that's why I ended up ended up in a better position in race one. And I was just happy to to get out there and pit when I did in race two and fight through to P4. Yeah. I suppose some people are taking that that stab in the dark in, you know, sitting sort of 15th or so, maybe pit now and and then race two, you you find yourself, you know, dropping into the lead at some stage once that, that top group have all pitted. Yeah, and it really, it comes down, there's a bit of luck involved as to, it depends on where you are at the start of the grid and who you're with. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're with guys that are going to race a lot, and it's going to be hard to pass them, then you're going to get slowed up. And on some tracks, you could get slowed up to the point where drivers could pit in front of you and still come out in front of you, and then mm. you've lost the advantage. So yeah. it's um it's dicey, and that's what's exciting about it because you never know who else is going to be affecting your race. Yeah, yeah. You know, I definitely think SimSuite do a great job in, in you know, highlighting those pit stops because it, it makes for some good viewing, especially when you've got some, some different strategies with the leaders. Yeah, it definitely keeps you on the toes. So I'm going to have the broadcast open next time so I can keep an eye on uh, on who's where before, between races. Inside pits now. Yeah, I know. I need to get rid of VR and start <laughs> running monitors. Like, <laughs> there's so much stuff I can't see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it makes it easier. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, like I say, congratulations on the race win. Um, best of luck um, at Barcelona. And um, you're sitting third. Third overall, so yeah, you're in the championship hunt. So yeah, seems like we'll that. Um, I was P8 coming into the round, so being able to pick up P3 now is decent. Um, I think round four there might be a date clash, so I might be screwed oh, there, no. but we'll race on Ooh. and try and get with it. I think I'll be driving back from Geraldton that afternoon, so I might just try and uh, walk speed it back from Geraldton. <laughs> tell the miss, so we're leaving early. Let's bail. And um, so I can get home and do the race. Uh, well, best of luck with that. Let's <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I know if I told my missus we have to leave early to get a race, she's like, and you can walk home. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, thank you very much for joining the show. Um, thank you. Yeah, it was great to have you on. And, um, yeah, best of luck. We'll, I'll try and get out of your way when you're coming through because I'm always towards the back. <laughs> That's all That's good. Fine. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thank no, it's right. Thank you.
Mate, we, I don't think we've ever had three people on this show. So thank you, Jake, for joining us. Um, Organising all the interviews this week. So that was great. It was interesting to chat to Jay. Um, didn't realise how much went on behind the scenes of the live stream. Um, yeah. And then also to have Dan on. Yeah. Interesting to hear the commentator in person instead of just watching it on the um the live stream. And then Chris at, right at the end just, um yeah, his, his sim setup seems pretty cool, that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think um, yeah we had a good mix tonight, and I guess that's what happens when you you uh, throw me at and you know we need to do a show. Let's think of some names, and yeah, I think it was a pretty good mix tonight having Jay on and learning those aspects, and even I learned some things tonight. And then you know having Dan and and actually I was quite surprised to know that he races as well. I didn't didn't know that he he mm. did in racing, so that was cool to learn. And and then yeah, we definitely get that photo up. Yeah, yeah. So we'll. Uh, Stay tuned for for his uh, sim rig reveal on the NTU series Facebook page. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good show, and yeah, first time sort of being involved from start to finish. So yeah, it was a learning experience for me too. No, well, well thank you, thank you for joining. Um, yeah, so Mitch is still being away. He's just his work keep getting in the way. So he wasn't hadn't been there for the race. He didn't. I think he was traveling all thing, and he's only got back into Darwin yesterday. So he's. Like I hadn't seen it, so I was like, crap, I need someone else to jump on. So thank you very much for joining us. No, um, and for everyone listening, thank you for joining us too. Um, you know, if you've got anything you want us to talk about, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can hit us up on email. We are breaking late at gmail.com. You can head over to our Instagram. Uh, we are at breaking late podcast. And that is us done and dusted. We're heading off to Barcelona next week. And um, yeah, hopefully I put in a better showing because we didn't even talk about my Canadian race, but that's because we don't need to. It's probably for the best. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll be back after Barcelona. So catch you guys later. Bye. You can say goodbye, Jake. See you. <laughs> <laughs>